Okay, high time now for our tune of the week. Come on, let's go. This is the Media Industry Guru Show, the show that exposes you to entertainment, music, film, TV, and tech. We're online 24-7, 24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. Hello, and this is another episode of Finding Your Path and Cultivating It Within the Media Industry, hosted by yours truly, Forbes West. Today, we are going to chat about the nonprofit side of the music business, especially within the New Orleans community. I have an entrepreneur on the line who connects creatives with resources to pursue their dreams in music. She has secured a 501c3 status for her business and received major grants from both the Jazz and Heritage Foundation and the state of Louisiana to help local musicians rebound professionally from COVID-19 setbacks. By the way, she has not one, not two, this is crazy, but three incredible businesses entitled Love Notes Music Group, Love Notes Music and Arts Foundation, and The Little Brown Basket, a customized gift baskets business platform for her music clients. Now let's welcome Renata Robertson to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me and congratulations on your podcast. This is very exciting. So tell us what got you interested in working in the music industry. I know you mentioned in your bio that you worked in the nonprofit health sector and now your business being very entrepreneurial is involved in the intersection of the music industry and being a nonprofit, right? Yes. So I've always been interested in the the business side of music um, and really how to help creatives um, advance their careers. Um, You hear so many bad things about people in the music industry, from management to agents to tour managers and just how they treat artists. I haven't seen that personally, but I I wanted to be sure that I was on the good side of things. And not, um, you know, some of the horror stories, a part of some of the horror stories that you do hear. Um, like, I I like to say that I've always had, like, several dream jobs in music. Um, one, I would always picture myself, like, sitting in the back of a club, just listening to a vocalist or a band playing. And then after they're set, like just walking up to them and handing them my card and saying, give me a call this week (laughs) and not really know, not really knowing where that would go. But just knowing that I would want to connect them to the Mm -hmm. resources they needed to to become a professional. So I haven't reached that status yet, (laughs) but um, I have found my way to to help some folks out. I'm grateful for that. Awesome. That's super great. And what are your favorite venues? I'm just kind of curious in New Orleans or uh, your most uh, memorable acts that you've seen. Well, I really enjoy being at the House of Blues. I know that's that's a, a major one. Um, there's one called Cafe Istanbul that's um, might be little known. 
um, like if you're out and about around the city, it's it's not on Frenchman Street or in the French Quarter where people usually go um, to hear music. But um, I love like a lot of the local acts. There's there's a band that I work with called Water Seed, and their music is described as future funk. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's really cool music. I love um, Robin Barnes is a mm. big one. Casme, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the brass bands like the Soul Rebels. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it goes on and on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a whole great list down too many there. To name. Awesome. Yes. So you work yeah. in the healthcare industry as one of your first endeavors within working full-time. So tell us a little bit Mm -hmm. about your experience there and kind of how it translates to your entrepreneurial mindset. Because working in healthcare, you have to help out a lot of people that are ill or just have disabilities Mm -hmm. or just want to get better. Yeah, well, I can say, um, actually, in my undergrad life, um, all of my internships were music related or entertainment related Mm. and right after right out of college um i feel like kids and young adults have more opportunities right now um but i graduated in 2001 so unless you knew someone like you really couldn't get a job you know at live nation or you know one of the bigger companies or you would have to go to new york and intern for Sony first, and then you might Mm -hmm. be able to move up the ladder. Um, So like when I saw a really good job that matched my skill sets, whether it was in music or not, I went for it. And the job I took had really great benefits. (laughs) (laughs) And it kind of, you know, sometimes when you take opportunities like that, like your hopes and dreams are kind of, you know, pushed the back burner but what i like to tell people is no experience is ever wasted whether it's in music or Mm -hmm. not um sometimes you have to be placed somewhere to like kind of build a muscle that you would need (laughs) in the music industry um so i actually worked on the outreach side for a national nonprofit, it's a, it's a fundraising, um, mm. a foundation. So they were raising money for um, for diabetes research, and um, so I was on the outreach side. And for outreach, we were actually putting those dollars to work. So some of the money went towards research and finding the cure for type one diabetes, but other funds went to resources for the families who were dealing with, you know, a child that was newly diagnosed with diabetes. So it was Mm -hmm. the giving part to me was always the best part. You know, I wasn't really asking for money. Mm. (laughs) I was giving it away (laughs) on some level. But at the end of that 15 year stint, I was transitioned to the fundraising side where I saw how grants were being written. Um, I saw how reports had to be done um, for the donors, how we had to show them, you know, the impact of their money, the return on investment. And that's what I'm taking into my career right now, 
my own having my own nonprofit um and I'm actually able to use all of those skills that I learned in those last 3 years there um to run my own foundation and that's that's a blessing to me like just something I didn't know what yeah. happened but wow I was there for a reason and it it's helping me right now and so you would say like a lot of the skill sets that you acquired over the past you were there for approximately 15 years would translate yeah. to your businesses. I mean, you have three businesses which is outstanding. You have <laughs> Love Notes Music Group where you're the chief engagement officer. You have Love Notes Music and Arts Foundation which is the nonprofit side and you're the president and CEO. And then you mm-hmm. also have a creative business where you create customized <laughs> gifts for your clients which that's called the little brown basket. So tell us like how yes those skill sets that you acquired over the 15 years translated to your three entrepreneurial businesses today. Yeah, so actually the little brown basket was my first and that mm. actually came out of a high school free enterprise class. Mm. Um junior achievement came in one year probably my sophomore year in high school and gave the class a challenge to create something to sell to other kids in the school um and we would be graded on it based on our our business plan our marketing plan and how much money we raised how much um products or so services we sold and i actually created a um a balloon business so it wasn't gift baskets it was balloons first and i saw that not only did you know there was valentines day during the school year <laughs> there were several dances so i literally decorated winter formals proms for my high school mm. but <laughs> but as <laughs> as a part as a part of that class it was around Val- valentines day so i actually worked with the um the student government organization to set up like a pop up which you would call now okay. it was a pop up and kids can come and buy you know little little bears and like there'll be a balloon attached to it or have someone deliver it to their girlfriend or boyfriend in whatever class they were in <laughs> um I don't know if I won the challenge in my mind. I want to believe that I did. <laughs> <laughs> But after that challenge it was like, "Oh my goodness, like I can make money doing this and I'm just 15, 16 years old. Like mm-hmm. I can actually do this." Wow. It wasn't called the little brown basket, but that's how it got started. And for love notes just taking that taking the skills that I had from the health nonprofit and seeing how I helped people in that organization because I was I was on the national level um for staff. Wow. So I worked with a lot of the chapter staff in 82 cities and really consulting them on how best to run their outreach programs. So I took those skills and when i talk to artists like i really want to hear what they have to say hear what their goals are and then um kind of formulate a plan on how they can attack certain things and just you know make it make it tangible to them 
mm. where they are. And then Love Notes Music and Arts Foundation was literally founded two months after I put in the paperwork for Love Notes Music Group because I just knew, one, I knew I wanted to get the name locked in, but mm -hmm. I knew at some point I wanted to, I wanted my full-time job to be my foundation, mm. so. And what would you say have been some of the challenging yet most rewarding parts of kind of not working that essential nine to five job? Really just holding on to, to belief in myself. Um, just trusting and knowing that, you know, if things are, are tough right now, this is, it's a growing period for me. Like nothing is gonna happen overnight. No one knows who I am. Mm. Um, just getting my name out there and, and what I'm doing and by it just being me, it's not like I have a whole team. It's not like I can go and recruit, mm. you know, 50 clients right now, you know, at most I can work with three or four at a time. So it's like maintaining that balance of, um, <laughs> people knowing who I am and what I do mm -hmm. and then like maintaining like this mysterious side of me where no one, you know, I can walk up and down the street and no one say, Hey, you've helped so-and-so. Can you help me? Like, I like to work like a ninja behind the <laughs> scenes. Like no one's, <laughs> no one's really, you know, the right people know who I am. Let's just put it that way. Like everyone doesn't have to know who I am or what I do, but it, it has been a challenge to kind of get, you know, feel validated, you know, that I'm, I'm actually here doing, mm -hmm. doing good. Um, but as I'm, as I mentioned in my bio, like, I feel like some of the things that have happened in the last two or three months have really given me that push of confidence and validation, especially for, for my foundation. One of your biggest traits that you mentioned was you thrive behind the scenes, connecting the dots and elevating energy of any environment or situation. So would you say that kind of describes you in a nutshell being um, such a highly gifted entrepreneur in New Orleans working within the music industry? I would definitely say that that's, if I had to boil down who I am, that that statement would be it. It's just moving the way I move through certain situations or the way I engage with people. Like I said, I don't want to be a part of the negative narrative when people are talking about executives in the music industry. Mm -hmm. um, like I want to be able to leave a situation or a person feeling better than than they did, you know, before they met me. Mm, so okay. and do you have any upcoming goals that you hope to basically achieve personally or professionally um with either one of your businesses two three or just anything in general <laughs> <laughs> i would say goes back to like kind of validating where i am in my life and like giving me like confirmation that i made the right decision like not to look for another full-time job <laughs> But I think one big thing for me would be rejoining the recording academy, which, mm. you know, it may seem like something really small to, to people who are already in it. And I say rejoining because I, I actually 
was a member, an associate member mm. um, during grad school. Wow. Um, and maybe, maybe quite some time before then too, but it was, you know, just, just having that opportunity to, um, to see some of the behind the scenes workings with some mm -hmm. things. I actually was able to go to the Grammys for my 30th birthday in wow. 2010, which actually had a Louisiana night at the Grammy Museum. I think the Grammy mm -hmm. Museum maybe had just been opening up in LA and they were, it just happened to be Louisiana night <laughs> when I was able to go. <laughs> And there was Zydeco music, and I think Trombone wow. Shorty was nominated for a Grammy that year, and he performed. Yeah, so rejoining mm -hmm. the Recording Academy, and for my foundation, it would be cure more grant funding, because I, I know how to move about as a grant administrator, mm -hmm. and I know just currently with some of the things I'm doing right now, how even the smallest, you know, support you know financial support can help an artist yeah. significantly and i just i want to be a part of that movement so yeah and you've definitely yeah. achieved that as you mentioned like one of your greatest successes was securing of two things 501c3 status for your nonprofit, and then receiving mm -hmm. a grant from the state of louisiana which is yeah. a pretty incredible accomplishment <laughs> um because even when i was involved in college radio at wtul they went through grants and it would be a whole big shebang, like three month process of writing mm -hmm. it out, revising it, um, submitting it, waiting and the waiting, it takes right. a time. <laughs> um, so kudos to you for just um, getting that huge grant. What was that process like? I mean, it for the state of Louisiana to provide something that's very vibrant to the city of New Orleans. Music is so vibrant there. So how did that feel to get that award? Well, it was, again, validating because the uh, the grant, it was a, a specific set of funds that the state of Louisiana held on the side for, um, for nonprofits. And it could be any type of nonprofit. So it was really the narrative that you wrote about how you would use the funds to benefit the community. And it was, it had mm -hmm. to be specific to um, a segment of the community that was affected by COVID-19, which everyone was. Mm -hmm. um, but by the found, but my foundation being um, specifically focused on advancing the careers of musicians um, and making cultural um, experiences accessible to the community, I wrote my narrative based on my mission. And it was just like, <laughs> I just wrote it and let it fly because the only thing they could do was say, no, this is not what we had in mind. Thanks again, try next year, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when I received the approval, um, the communication, I was I was literally numb for like three days because I didn't, <laughs> it was it was first of all one of my first grants. I mean I've gotten really small ones which I'm grateful for, but this was the first major grant, and I had been I had been writing for the last year. I've gotten I got really serious about writing 
or seeking out and then writing the grants March of last year. So almost a year. Um, this, this just happened to be one that was done, I want to say in August, July or August. Okay. And I was notified in December. Um, but the crazy thing is I applied for a grant in April from another organization mm -hmm. and that check just came last week. Wow. <laughs> so, but you know, when you don't hear about, you know, whether you're approved or not, you just kind of let it go. But there's yeah. at least three more grants that I have not heard anything wow. about. <laughs> um, and I was also approved for um, a Jazz and Heritage Foundation community oh, grant. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, that's a big one, too. And that's, that's huge for me just to be recognized is, yeah. is awesome. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. that they're, they're a really well-known nonprofit. So to be able to expand from the... Uh, Jazz and Heritage Foundation to the state of Louisiana and garnering all these grants. It's really incredible. Would you say that one of your biggest tips is being patient and waiting? I'm sure, as you mentioned, with <laughs> waiting for your grant since April, right? So yes. is that a big tip that you would give to people in this music industry, whether it's the nonprofit side or for-profit side in corporate? Well, I would, I would actually say, like, if you are putting the work in, you are planting seeds. You are planting mm -hmm. seeds for your career. As different things come up, you're watering your seeds. Like, it's, I think it's, it's important to know that you can work on something and focus on something and then let it go. If it's meant to be for you, it's going to come at the exact perfect time that you are supposed to receive it. Okay. And I think yeah. like focus on what you have to do today. Say yes to the opportunities that come your way that bring you peace. You don't say yes to everything, but I think we are shown steps daily, you know, that we have to take daily and that yeah. leads to our ultimate goal. Wow, that is really good advice. So <laughs> any upcoming um, exciting announcements that you have in terms of your professional brand, personal brand? I know that the Love Notes Music and Arts Foundation is currently accepting donations. And you also have a t-shirt fundraiser going on, right? Yes. So I'm actively accepting donations. The t-shirt fundraiser is actually on my Love Notes Music group. Um, Facebook page there's a link there um, but something exciting um, like you mentioned before the state of Louisiana grant um, there's actually a time period to work within where I have to use those funds for my programming so if you follow Love Notes Foundation on Instagram you'll see all of the updates for the different types of programming that are currently happening um, there are a few applications for assistance, musician assistance that recently closed and we're working through those lists um, to notify um, different musicians and bands as to what, what kind of support they qualify and, and are approved for. Mm. So that's exciting. I'll be writing some checks <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. Wow. Um, and in March and in April, I'm actually partnering with a great restaurant here called The Munch Factory. Um, 
and I'm doing some some hot meal giveaways for oh, musicians wow, and amazing. industry professionals. So yeah, so follow Love Notes Foundation on Instagram and you can see everything as it's happening live. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you have a lot going on. You're doing a meal giveaway to people. You're actively involved um, with clients within the New Orleans music community and you're on the nonprofit side and the for-profit side uh, with the Lil Brown Basket and um, your foundation. So you're you're all in, dabbling in both sectors, which is amazing. So congratulations on your upcoming grants that you will get and best of luck in this new year and Mardi Gras around the corner. So a lot going on. <laughs> yes, and I, I'm actually, I'm looking at my business cards in front of me. And there is one thing that I did not mention. I actually work with a, a collective. Um, it's called Moonrise Entertainment. So it's different industry professionals that just happen to come together um, to do entertainment production and um we have a lot of things happening here too on that end. So I'm, I'm the director of operations for Moonrise Entertainment. And wow. yeah, there's there's a lot happening there too. So I'm going to need an assistant at some point. But <laughs> <laughs> right now I'm handling it all by myself. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, you're dabbling in um, the now the film side as well, which that's a whole different uh, ball game in the entertainment industry. And uh, congratulations on being a part of that as well. And best of luck with it. I know you're doing Thank great you. things in, within the New Orleans community and hopefully it branches out to nationally and internationally as well. Thank you so much, Forbes. I appreciate that. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Media Industry Guru podcast. Check out the Instagram at Media Industry Guru for all the details on the latest and coolest, I mean coolest, upcoming episodes that you will hear. Email at Media Industry Guru Podcast at gmail.com for any other interviews that you would like to hear or if you would like to be on the air and give a little promo or talk about yourself or just even chat with me because you know I'm I'm doing this. I'm invested in this. And tune in weekly 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays on the Anchor app, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and many more streaming platforms. Thanks again for all of the support and peace out and let's rock and roll.